are listening to Compassion Radio 360. Well, on it's 360 time for Compassion Radio. We're ending the week hopefully well and inspirational. I love the story that you're going to share today about how one Girl Scout troop is making a world of difference in New York City. Well, and not just in New York City. They've inspired Girl Scout troops across the U.S., And that's what I love about this story. It's a story to me of unlikely heroes in some ways, but resilience and hope and strength, all of these things that bring us to life in these young women. And these are really young women that are growing up quickly because they've been uprooted from their countries of origin. They're being dumped in a new country, trying to learn a language, all that stuff at the same time, like all immigrants have to face when they come to the States. But they're also facing the reality that they have a long process ahead of them because many of them are looking for asylum. Mm -hmm. Their families are trying to relocate because of some kind of persecution or danger or drug wars or something that's happening in their home countries. Mm -hmm. So they're already motivated but also traumatized. Right. And Girl Scouts is offering a whole lot more than just some place to be for the day, like daycare. They're offering them purpose, focus, and some growth, and more importantly than that, community. So set the story up for us. Well, the story was originally published back in May of this year, and I read it on CNN, and it just grabbed my heart. But I'll just share a little bit about the story. Everyone loves Girl Scout cookies, or everyone that I know loves Girl (laughs) Scout cookies. We look forward to that time of year every year when we see those gals out front of the grocery stores or the malls or wherever we're going. Indulging for a good purpose. And we love to buy Girl Scout cookies. Our family loves them. This is a story that resonated with me. My nieces actually sold Girl Scout cookies years ago, so we were full with Girl Scout cookies for a long time. So the final days of the annual cookie sale were upon them, and that's an important time, pushing to get their numbers up. One shined above the rest. They did. <laughs> and that troop is called? Troop 6000, okay. and they are located in inner city New York. Okay. They're comprised entirely of girls who are experiencing homelessness mm. or are living in homeless shelters in right. the city. And some of those shelters do double duty for immigrants. Right. When they sell cookies every year, that's to raise money for their trips, for their summer camps and other activities that they do. They underwrite every activity they might do. Exactly. So the girls don't have to pay a lot of fees because cookie sales really help all of that. As of this day in May, the cookie troop. (laughs) The cookie cookie troop. troop. (laughs) We'll call them the cookie troop. (laughs) Since 2017, when it was originally founded, $1.6 million worth of cookies. From this one troop. From this one troop. It benefits about 2,500 girls across more than 20 shelters in the greater New York area. Now, cookies cost $5 a box. Yep. That's a lot of cookies. $1.6 million. I will do the math myself here quickly. (laughs) You're looking at... 320,000 boxes of cookies. That's a lot of cookies. It's not just benefiting these gals in a way that helps them do activities. It's also benefiting them in a way that is even more important, I think. It is a deeper help for them, a deeper connection. And they're learning about community, working together, helping each other. One of the little gals who's nine years old, her name is Jilzy. She lives in a New York City shelter. She's been there for over a year, almost two years at this point. Wow. And she says, I was a very shy person. But when I realized I could go on all these adventures, I became not shy anymore. When you want something bad enough, you'll try, won't you? Yeah. 
Living in a shelter, I can only imagine how difficult that would be. It's the closest thing that we have in U.S. culture to refugee camps around the world that you and I have been to many times. Every time I've seen a young girl in a refugee camp, and they're really shy. And for good reason. There's a lot of dangers. As they've traveled, maybe they've experienced horrific things. They just don't come out to you. They just hide. Right. Except for one girl I met in a camp in Lebanon who just grabbed me by the hand and drugged me around to meet all of her friends. And all of the friends she introduced me to were all the elders of this camp. Mm-hmm. She introduced me to all kinds of grandpas and laborers and mothers and grandmas. She knew everybody. And it moved me because it was so unusual. But she's an unusual case. Yeah. Yeah. The girls you're talking about that are in shelters are not likely to be outgoing because they've learned to protect themselves and to hide. Absolutely. So Jilzy's mother is named Giselle. She's the reason that this troop exists. Mm. She was working at Girl Scouts of Greater New York, living in a shelter herself in 2017 with her five children. So she had been through a lot of traumas. It doesn't go into the details of her story, but that's not the most important part. But just that she had a vision for what might happen with the young girls in this shelter. So she went to her boss and asked if she could start a troop in this shelter. And her boss said, absolutely, that's a great idea. That gives them some purpose, gives them something to do, something to work toward. She says it was discouraging and scary to live in a shelter. You hear all kinds of stories about what might happen in a shelter, and then you have to take your children to this place. She said, I was terrified to do so, but this was my only choice or living on the streets. So they're in this shelter. She starts the troop and she's got three of her daughters. And then there was four other gals that they recruited to be part of this troop. And she said it was so exciting because they just were so chatty and now we're safe with each other. They had a safe place to be, to enjoy each other's company and to work toward goals. When it came time for cookie sales that year, she thought, okay, how are we going to do this? Who's got money around here? What's this going to look like for them? But she was very surprised about how well they did that first year. They went out on the street in front of the shelter, basically, mm-hmm. and started selling cookies. Some people even tweeted about it. They posted it on Twitter, and it went viral. And people were sending money from all over the country yep. to buy cookies from Troop 6000, because that was a way, I think, that people thought, I can help someone. You know, Maybe I don't even want the cookies, but I'm just going to send five bucks because that's going to help them out. People even locally benefited because people across the country, across the world were paying it forward. So they had booths all over the place for a few days each year. And this year, Bank of America of New York matched their sales dollar for dollar. So that's pretty exciting. And they sell cookies online as well. So that was was part of the... They're um, a cookie clearinghouse. That was part of the benefit of these tweets going viral that they could actually buy cookies online. It's helped them to raise money for not just activities for Girl Scouts, but also other people that experience homelessness are dealing with. And it has to do with their children, Hmm. providing lunches for school. This troop is deciding to redirect some of those funds toward those programs? Yeah, school supplies and other things like that that are needed for people who live in these homeless shelters. Maybe they can't afford school lunches. This troop, Troop 6000, is helping with that. Yeah, I've heard before that in a number of cities, including New York, if you're in a shelter, because you're in the city, you're automatically enrolled for school. Mm -hmm. So the kids are technically in the system. They're being taken care of, supposedly. That does not mean that there's a program for every need or that there's lunches being packed for them in the morning or they even have a lunch pail. Mm -hmm. 
or that they've got spending cash to be able to get milk or a snack or something at school, or that they've got the school supplies they need to go. Mm-hmm. So there's still gaps everywhere in the system. So the Girl Scouts are picking up the bag, so to speak, and filling it for their friends. Yeah. Yeah. The CEO of Girl Scouts of Greater New York says this population of young women has seen incredibly traumatic events. And it's right at the core of what we do at the Girl Scouts. We take care of them and we want to show them that they deserve that kind of care, that they deserve to be treated with respect and dignity. And that's what Girl Scouts brings to these young women who are living in shelters, who have no permanent address who have been through traumatic events. In January, they welcomed new Girl Scouts to their troops. They expanded into the New York City's Emergency Response and Relief Centers. Hmm. And they're bringing these programs not just to people experiencing homelessness that are from the U.S., but expanding it to immigrants and asylum seekers, which we talked about earlier, this family from Colombia that has come up and has been put in the asylum process, and they are able to join this program as well. Now, let's talk a second about what that really means for families. There are almost always a whole long list of restrictions to keep people who are coming into the country seeking asylum or protection for some reason. From being able to go get a job, to apply for credit, whatever, have an ID card or anything. Mm -hmm. They literally are restricted from even doing those things until their case is adjudicated by somebody within the system. Now, imagine somebody like an immigrant coming from Colombia with a bunch of children that has no husband with her or maybe doesn't have a husband at all or has lost him to a war or a drug violence episode in their home country. She's now literally stuck in the gaps. Mm -hmm. By law, she can't get a job in the States while they adjudicate her case. She has to go wherever they tell her to go and cannot go anywhere else. In this case, they're being assigned often to these kind of homeless shelters. Mm -hmm. It's a confusing situation. You and I both know that when we ask people, what do you think the average stay in a refugee camp on a border? People would normally say between two to five months. The reality is between five and 20 years. Okay. In the States, it's not going to be quite that long in these shelters, but we're still talking months, two years before they could even possibly get the permission to go somewhere else and get a job, start integrating. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy process or a situation and it goes on and on. So these kids are going to go through multiple years of school probably while they're in limbo. Mm -hmm. So the kind of community that Girl Scouts is offering in New York City through this program is literally going to grow up these girls Mm -hmm. and give them leadership responsibilities and opportunities to reach out and pay it forward to other young girls who are coming through the system. Mm -hmm. It gives them not just a path, but a purpose and a community and a future and a hope. That's all happening over the course of years because of this program. Whether getting Bibles into closed countries, relief supplies into dangerous refugee camps, or providing training in theology books to barefoot pastors as they begin their ministry. These are all the kind of things that we love to share with you every day. And more importantly, they're the kind of things we like to do. Will you help us get ready for the next Big Faith Challenges and Opportunities of this year? Your gift today will provide the means for us to begin some new initiatives with our Bible and Relief Partners that reach farther than we've ever gone before. Here's how. The first and best way to reach us is through our website, CompassionRadio.com. It's available 24-7. Our safe and secure order form there will get your gift to the places needed most and we'll do it right away. You can also support us with a call during Pacific Time Business Hours at 1-800-868-2478. That's 1-800-868-2478. 
You can also text COMPASSION to 53445 to give right through your phone, no matter where you are. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. However you give, we'd love to hear more about why you believe in Compassion Radio. We so much value your messages and letters. And know this, your gift is deeply appreciated. Thank you for loving us in this way. It gives them not just a path, but a purpose and a community and a future and a hope. That's all happening over the course of years because of this program. Well, one of the things that I loved about reading this was that it's not just taking care of these little girls. It's also taking care of their moms. It's helping their moms to find purpose. There are multiple volunteer opportunities for these moms. Like you said, they're stuck in limbo. They can't work legally. So they're in a very precarious situation. What do they do? How do they participate in the community? How do they even learn about the community if they're stuck in this place of not being able to do anything. So this Girl Scout troop is offering them opportunities to volunteer. Plus, 40% of the troop, 6,000, is Mm Spanish-speaking. And that's their primary, their first language. So they come to America really not knowing the language, and this troop is giving them opportunities to learn English. So the ESL is part of their It's not an official part of it, but it is part of that because the young girls that are coming are learning to speak English from their fellow troop members. Mm -hmm. And in turn, their moms are learning English in the whole process of being involved in this group. In 2022, about 60,000 migrants entered the Department of Homeless Services in New York City alone. Say that again. 60,000. 60,000. Just New York City. Yeah. yeah. Entered this one government program, which is supposed to be a pipeline for mainstreaming kids that are coming from difficult situations in other countries. Mm-hmm. Roughly 37,500-ish people are currently in the city's care. That's a lot of people yeah. to draw from. And about 100 young girls since January of 2023 have entered Troop 6000. Awesome. So they're pulling these girls in and they're providing community for them. Like you said earlier, it's a way for them to get to know other people and not feel so isolated. Maybe there's a hint of shame when you go into mm. a homeless shelter. I would think that maybe it's there. So you do feel isolated. You feel pulled away out of your community of origin, whether it was in a neighborhood somewhere in the U.S. or a neighborhood from another country. You've been pulled out of your, quote, comfort zone, and now you're in this building where there's multiple families, hundreds of other people that you don't know. It could be very scary just on that level alone, even aside from all of the trauma that you may have experienced in getting there. So Troop 6000 is providing camaraderie, a sense of belonging to all of these young girls and their mothers. In this article, do they explain some of the things that they've been able to accomplish or the things that the girls have been able to expand their vision for by being part of this? Well, a few of the girls have talked about their future career opportunities or options. They're saying, I just want to be someone who helps people in this situation. So one of the gals, Jasmine is her name, said, someday when I grow up, I would like to be a child therapist. Hmm. These women who have volunteered and helped us have encouraged me to be better, to be a better person. They've shown me how to be strong. She's not saying this, but they've dealt with mental health issues along the way, working through some of the trauma that they've been through. 
And it's not just that they've had professional mental health people come in, which some of the shelters do have that available to them, but they've had each other. And the girls are encouraging each other. And the Girl Scouts themselves have training for their leaders Absolutely. about how to see or detect or see the evidence of kinds of trauma that are not uncommon for refugees and for homeless people. Mm-hmm. Because of the programs they already have in place, the Girl Scouts are helping them be better first responders, really, to the kinds of needs that young girls have. And they're stepping in there to make a difference there. I'm sure that this Jasmine girl is probably seeing the example of somebody who got that kind of training in the mm-hmm. troop and said, mm-hmm. I could do that. Yeah. Well, Jilzy, who we talked about earlier, is not homeless anymore. Her family has found a place to live more permanently. And she still goes with her mom to the homeless shelters around the city, encouraging girls to join Troop 6000. Mm. And she says, the first advice I give them is to jump in and do all the things that are possible for you to do within the troop. She's already putting into practice a future career that she might have in this. And she says, I just like visiting the shelters, meeting with these young girls that are her age Mm -hmm. and encouraging them to join the troop. And she says, I make lots of friends doing that. It's a beautiful thing. This is the gal we talked about that was so shy that she didn't want to meet people or couldn't talk to people. But now she's not shy because... Because of this troop. Because she believes in it, and mm-hmm. they believe in her. Uh, we usually do a pivot to a scripture at the end of these broadcasts that focus on something of spiritual value that comes from a real-life example. And we're seeing these kind of principles in the Bible playing out, sometimes quietly, sometimes quite loudly, in the communities around us. So it's a matter of us finding out where is God already showing up and making a difference, mm-hmm. changing lives, with his truth, with his kind of people. And this is exactly that kind of story for me. Mm-hmm. So the scripture I'd like us to turn to is from Second Corinthians. You have it handy right there. I'd like you to read that scripture. And we'll put that in context of this story. Okay. Second Corinthians 4, 8 and 9. We are often troubled, but not crushed. Sometimes in doubt, but never in despair. There are many enemies, but we are never without a friend. And though badly hurt at times, we are not destroyed. Yeah, that's Paul talking about his life of living the gospel out, being called by God to go out there and proclaim it to the world. Mm -hmm. This is just his personal experience. We, the people around me, go through this. But there's always a but, you know. This bad thing happens in the world, but there's Jesus. And he explains that, saying that there's an obvious contrast between what could be coming out of these things, the negative fruit that could come out of trauma, and the positive redirection and empowerment in truth. And so I see this alive and well in leaders of this troop. And I'm talking about leaders. I'm not just talking about the parents that are involved with this. But these young girls that came up through saying, I will be there for the next girl behind me. There's something about their testimony of how they were transformed by community and believed in by somebody that they can pay forward. And they know it's a treasure. Mm -hmm. They know it's a treasure to be redistributed, to be given on, because it's a treasure that multiplies. It doesn't just stay there static. This is real power. Mm -hmm. It's real power to change lives. So I think about all the other kind of clubs out there around the world that have similar kinds of opportunities and activities like Girl Scouts have. There are plenty of Christian organizations, too, that do kind of scouting programs. I think many of them are often involved with school-related outreach and community service. I think what's unique about this one for me is that there are so many crossroads of need coming through our major cities, especially New York and L.A. and Atlanta and Houston. 
that cities like this that have a program that takes them all, no matter where they're coming from, if they have a similar kind of need right now, we don't want to just babysit them. We want to empower them to transform their lives and the world around them. I would love to see that kind of ethic expand, become part of every group that reaches out to young people like this. Well, the thing that is so fascinating about this is that these gals are learning and have been empowered, like you said, to believe in themselves and see that there's really nothing that's impossible Mm -hmm. for them. If I can live in a homeless shelter for two years and raise $1.6 million (laughs) or be part of a team that does that, selling cookies, for goodness sake, then I can do anything. And this group has not only inspired grown-ups around the world to give generously, it's also inspired other troops around the country. There's troops that have started in Los Angeles and Orange County, California, that are in homeless shelters. There are groups in Tennessee that have started in homeless shelters. Another, I think, is in central Iowa, it said. But all over the country, troops have been established Because of this one group, because of this one gal, Giselle Burgess, who was experiencing homelessness with her children, is inspired to do this for her daughters. This woman is inspired an entire generation, in some ways, of people experiencing homelessness, of young girls that are experiencing that trauma to better things, to bigger things than themselves. And I think that's beautiful. In a disconnected or even hostile-looking world. Yeah to find connection and find community, Mm -hmm. to find a friend, and to find a dream, really, that others around you are saying things that sound crazy when you first hear it. Like, you're going to be a nurse over, come on, you're in a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. You can't think beyond where you are. But the whole point of organizations like Girl Scouts is to help us dream bigger dreams beyond what's right in front of us. In fact, what's the point of having a dream if it's not bigger than where you are? you got to imagine something that hasn't happened yet to have a dream, to go for something. And these people have invested their lives. I'm so proud of the Girl Scouts as an organization for standing behind that, saying, go get them. Mm -hmm. And for all those who buy cookies out there for these dear kids, congratulations on paying it forward in a way that doesn't just give you a stomach full of sweetness for the day, but you know that when you're eating that cookie, you're doing something for kids that really need it. And we'd love for you all to see this story yourself. In fact, there's a video that's part of the links on that story, which will give life to the ideas we've talked about today. So please stop by CompassionRadio.com and look for that broadcast for today. And follow the links to find out more about that Troop 6000 in New York City that's making such a difference in so many lives, especially for immigrant and homeless kids. Thanks for joining us today in Compassion Radio's 360, and we'll see you Monday for the next Compassion Radio's Chasing the Word. Oh!
Whether getting Bibles into closed countries, relief supplies into dangerous refugee camps, or providing training and theology books to barefoot pastors as they begin their ministry, these are all the kind of things that we love to share with you every day. And more importantly, they're the kind of things we like to do. So call us today at 1-800-868-2478. And note our new mailing address, which is P.O. Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Again, that's Box 77160, Corona, California, 92877. Or give online at CompassionRadio.com. We need you, friend, so contact us today.